You're listening to In The Know, a collection of career development insights and leadership experiences from INSEAD, the business school for the world. We live in a world of constraints. Some are physical, some are cultural, but they are always personal. These mindsets limit our human potential to achieve great things in life and hinder experiences that not only enrich ourselves, but also benefit society at large. INSEAD celebrates women who have dared to push beyond their own limits and conquer obstacles in their lives to create positive change. Welcome to another episode of In The Know, where in today's episode, we celebrate the incredible feats of our five guests with a digital roundtable discussion. Whether it's co-inventing biomorphic programmable polymer technology or managing humanitarian medical interventions, influencing strategies at some of the most recognisable finance and consulting companies, or being responsible for managing the relationship between one of the world's most well-known brands and its publishers, I am happy to share their tips and insights on career and leadership success with you. So let's get in the know with the Limitless Roundtable. Let's begin by, you know, introducing yourselves. So, Atade, maybe maybe you could go first and tell us a bit about yourself, uh, what you're doing in your career to date, how you got to where you are today, and, and and maybe where you're from originally. Perfect. Hi, everyone. It's great to be here on this panel. I'm Tade. I'm a business strategist and client advisor, primarily within the financial services sector. I currently work at Boston Consulting Group here in London, where I joined after my MBA at INSEAD. Prior to that, I worked at Goldman Sachs within the asset management business, uh, both here in London and in Dubai. Um, I am from Nigeria, proudly Nigerian, and have had the opportunity to live and work in numerous countries around the globe, which has given me a true appreciation for diversity, literally in every sense of the word, I think. And when I think about how I got here today or how I got to where I am today, I think it's a number of things. Um, Being inspired by key individuals in my life, the desire to explore my wild ideas and my passions, and then also constantly putting myself in positions where I can learn, I can try out new things, and I can really challenge myself and grow, um, grow as a business leader. So I would say that that's what's been quite pivotal in terms of, of where I got to. And probably just to add to that, if I may, I think also that I would add that um, I'm very driven by the, the mission that business can be a force for good. And so that continues to inspire me as I go from organization to organization, from, from passion project to passion project in really believing that and thinking about my part in that mission. And that's it, glad to be here. So hello to everyone. Thank you for hosting me here. Um, my name is Isabella. I come from Greece and I am the Chief Transformation and Strategy Officer for Alliance Greece. I think uh, what got me here is hard work, uh, curiosity and perseverance and a lot of support from my family. And um, I think uh, what I learned from INSEAD accepting uncertainty is for sure part of uh, what has helped me stay on track uh, during this ride. Yes, I'm uh, Swedish, grown up in Sweden, but I have lived um, outside of Sweden for many years. Uh, you know, how did I get to where I am today? Good question. I've 
I've worked at Google now for 10 years. And in the last few years, I've also started doing um, non-executive board director work. Before that, I was a management consultant and I worked in startups. I, I think what has always driven me is curiosity to learn new things and challenge myself. And, and, and I think that has been consistent, always kind of jumping in the water at the deep end and trying to figure out um, something new. I've always also been interested in finding that right balance between the space to do things where I can contribute but do things that will always also develop me where I will have to learn new things. Thank you for having me. So my name is Chiara. I'm a doctor and I started working in uh, humanitarian uh, um, aid, particularly in emergency and crisis uh, conflict area um, in around 25 years ago. I've uh, developed a career that is very atypical just because I've tried to follow some of the same advice that uh, the previous speaker were talking about. So not, uh, not allowing others to put you into a box. And uh, I followed my passion in terms of learning. So I've uh, studied successively first uh, medicine and tropical medicine, and then ethics, and then management. And so this is a little bit of what brought me here, is uh, not only the fact of not accepting one box, but uh, the aim and the dream of putting together three different boxes that looked very, very different and on the contrary seemed to go very well together. My, my name is Maria Pereira. I'm currently Chief Innovation Officer at Tissium, um, a startup based in Paris developing new medical technologies to change how surgery is currently done. I'm Portuguese, um, trained, uh, trained as a pharmacist, um, and then did a PhD in bioengineering that basically um, I, I worked on a technology to, that gave rise to, to Tissium. And what I think has been core uh, and uh, the most relevant for my, my, let's say, for my career path has definitely been the, the, the network and the collaborations um, that I have been able to, to establish. So definitely the, the people that I had the opportunity to, to work with as, as mentors or as colleagues um, that, that really um, allowed me to take um, a multi multidisciplinary view of, of my work and to ensure that I could take it to the next level. Fantastic. And uh, yeah, I mean, I think the, the beauty of all of you having achieved such great success is there's a lot of content or there's, uh, we have the ability to find a lot about the, the positive things you've done and, and impacted in your careers and, and the successes you've had. I, I encourage our guests to, to sort of look, look all of you up and, and we'll put all the, the links, uh, LinkedIn descriptions uh, in, in the, uh, the podcast notes. But some of the things you've all achieved is, is really incredible and, and really helps make a positive impact on this world. So I, I congratulate you all on the success you've had in your career and really honoured to be talking to you today. Let's jump on to talking about success. Uh, great achievements. I mean, as I said, you've, you've all achieved many, many great things, so it's going to be hard to maybe whittle it down to one thing in particular. But maybe if we can... What is one or two of the greatest achievements you feel that you've, you've sort of hold in your career or you really hang your hat on and go, you know what, I'm really happy that I achieved that or, you know, my team or my company achieved that? 
Yeah, I'm, I'm going to use a very atypical example as a great achievement, just because it was really about overcoming my own boundaries more than uh, more than something that can be really considered a success from the outside world. Um, I've been uh, working as a project manager for Doctors Without Borders in the Middle East. And it was uh, throughout a period of time where I was, there was a lot, a lot of talk about being a woman in the in uh, Arab countries, for instance, or working in Islamic context and all the potential difficulties about that. And I consider really the fact that overcoming all the sort of preconceived ideas about that was somewhat difficult at the beginning and um, more important than possibly like the, the practical achievement that came with that uh, with that same job that had a lot of satisfaction and, uh, and challenging aspect. But yeah, working in a context that is particularly considered uh, um, or, or very much where where male are present more than anything and we're really talking about war countries um, where both from a military perspective and uh, from a governmental perspective the presence of women is uh, is not as common the fact of being able to work in that situation again by by mainly overcoming fears and uh, and preconceived ideas uh, was uh, was very satisfactory uh, Isabella? Well, I, I was not thinking of a typical professional achievement. My, my first, the first thing that came to my mind is that I'm really proud of my family and uh, my children and the respect and love I have for my network. But when it comes to work, I, I think like that my greatest achievement overall is that I have managed throughout my career to gain trust and respect for my peers and for my team. And actually, I have embarked into a very important and profound self-awareness journey and self-development. And it has helped me stay grounded, empathetic, yet strong at the same time. So that would be my achievement. No, a great achievement. I, I definitely network and, and family. And the, the people we work with are very important and help stabilize and ground us, as I said. So, yeah, fantastic. Um, Sophia. Yeah, I don't. I don't think of it as like a thing or a promotion or an achievement or a role. It's. It's been more when I think back of things that made me really proud. It's always been about being with the right team at the right place in the right time and really being able to make a difference, you know, for a company or for an organization and and find you know, do that process to find new ways of looking at things, uh, challenging the conventional wisdom of what is possible and creating something new and valuable from a challenge. And a lot of my work has been around, you know, driving digital transformation with companies or, or finding new ways to connect with consumers or finding new ways to work smarter based with uh, on technology but 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 it's it's always been those moments of people coming together with different skills and different perspectives to solve something together fantastic another great message 
repeating myself, I guess, but yeah, a lot of lovely insights coming our way already. Maria, if you want to take us through maybe a highlight or, or great achievement from yourself. Uh, the, the achievement I've, I've mo- I'm more proud about uh, is definitely how I have built m- my team or the team um, at TCM. Uh, for me, it's uh, it's very important. Um, you know, having started uh, the company with with the core technology that in the end was the center of of everything we did, and to 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 expand it to to a broader audience and 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 building a team uh, a, t- a strong team at TCM to really to really scale the technology and to scale what we are what we are doing. Um, I think leadership is. Is definitely not about your own individual contri- contribution. So it's for me. I'm always very excited to see, to see the excitement of others on what we are doing, and very motivated by by what we have been able to achieve together and what we plan still to to achieve. So definitely building a team, uh, expanding that team, and growing that team, and and having the team uh, strongly connected and and working together uh, towards our goals. I think that definitely it's been a, it's been my one of one of my greatest uh, achievements and one of the things I'm most proud about. Certainly. Um, and this is a tough one. I think like everybody else said, trying to pick one thing um, over the course of my career so far. But I think probably what I am most proud of was um, in recent past would be um, a couple years ago when I quit my job at Goldman Sachs after almost 10 years. Um, as much as I loved what I was doing with my clients and my team, but I wanted the opportunity to just have kind of empty space an empty calendar to pursue my passion projects um, and really allow myself to be creative and just pursue different interests that had come across my table. And so I moved back to Nigeria, which I I hadn't lived in since I was a child, uh, because I very much wanted that experience kind of my own, as opposed to other people's stories of what it was like moving back home. And, And there I was, and I got a chance to work on a number of projects with different people from um, FinTech, to just small businesses that were starting off and needed advice. Um, and then what I'm most, most proud of uh, was setting up a career coaching platform um, called Power Women Project um, for women um, like myself trying to climb up the corporate world. And so it was a great opportunity to really just allow myself to bring things up, to develop things, to grow things that were truly my own, right? Working with different people. Um, with the kind of fear of this could fail, this could be deemed a waste of time, or why did you quit your job? What were you thinking? And I did have a lot of those comments um, from my family, most especially my dad didn't understand what I was talking about for a long time. Um, But in retrospect, after a couple of years, now that I'm back working um, in consulting, that experience, those people, um, it's made my presence even more, even richer, right? Um, In terms of all that I learned and how much I can bring to what I'm doing now. Um, and so I'm super proud that I was able to kind of rip off that bandaid and just jump um, despite what people were thinking uh, because it's just, it, it, it was so gratifying and it's still projects that I'm working on today and even makes my um, makes me kind of more fulfilled in what I'm doing. For sure. And uh, I guess, yeah, it's it's nice to hear, you know, that courage you had to, to make that leap because uh, I've heard many times in the podcast before that, you know, there's that moment where you're looking on the edge of the precipice or the edge of the cliff and thinking, do I jump or do I not? It's such a hard decision. So, yeah, no, congratulations on, on showing that courage. But I, I guess some of the, the key themes that have been coming up have been, you know, teams, team achievement and, and, and 
team uh, success has been uh, a greater thing than personal success or individual success. Uh, follow your own passion and, and follow your own story, as as, um, as was just mentioned then. I, I guess maybe three words. What three words would you use to describe limitless and what that means to you because you've talked I think you've all touched upon you know some of the barriers that you've faced or you know some of the challenges that you've sort of come across throughout your careers when I say limitless and the theme of today is is that word itself what does that mean or what visions do you get um Tade maybe we start with you your three words to describe limitless can I say five words? Of course, um, yeah, I'm not going to penalize you. <laughs> so to me, limitless would be having the confidence to try new things. Uh, really accepting that failure isn't something, it's not a failure, it's a learning process. And, and switching your mindset from what if this goes wrong to what if this is absolutely amazing. That's what limitless means to me. Fantastic. Great message. Maria, how about yourself? words describe limitless yeah um limitless it's about being confident to achieve your your goals and knowing how to leverage um your network uh knowing how to to find the right resources to help you achieve your your goals i think you know it's a little bit a cliche sentence then if you want to go if you want to go fast go alone if you want to go far uh you know do it with the with the team um and 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 definitely limit, limitless it's about being able to put the right people together to be clear uh, about your goals and to be confident uh to achieve them and i think uh for me it's 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 very important on these uh, uh limitless concepts to to be able to do something that can have a, an impact on and a positive impact on others sure isabella Three words or more? Yeah, well, uh, one thing that comes to mind is if not us, uh, then who? Um, I, I, I believe limits are inside us and we can't become limitless if we believe in ourselves and we don't need others to believe in ourselves. We just need ourselves to believe in our internal values and strengths. Yep, such a, a fantastic message there. I think that a lot of limit, the limits we face are internal limits, as you say. They're, they're things that we maybe think others are thinking about us, but they're not founded, they're not true. Um, so, yeah, no, really strong message there. Fantastic. Well, I think there are several aspects of limitless, and if you take that diversity perspective on it, I think it's about giving the opportunity to do more than you knew you could rather than being boxed in and and, and not being allowed to stretch. Uh, I think another aspect of limitless is this thinking of development or thinking of growth as a as a nonlinear process where some sometimes you go for more of the same and sometimes you you grow by challenging yourself to do something different. And, and I've always found it to be very rich experiences in, in, in going outside of what I already know and, and, and building my understanding of the world or, or a new business area or just uh, exploring something different. Nice, very nice. And finally, we've got uh, Chiara. 
Yeah, so working with Doctors Without Borders, uh, of course, the limitless goes back to the, the borders and the fact of being without that. Um, but if I have to think about three words, I would definitely put rebellion into that because I think there are norms that should not be respected. And so some, some sort of... Uh, craziness and capacity to rebel is essential. The second word would be wiseness, um, because once there are no limits, then one needs to be really, really as, uh, as wise as possible, also including everything that has been said before. So not only wise for oneself, but uh, for, for the people we work with and, and for. And the third word that seems to be to me to be essential in finding the right balance between these first two. So being able to couple rebellion and wiseness is rigor. And again, is rigor with oneself, because once we are in a limitless uh, environment, the choices we make are can be more important. And so we need to be very rigorous in the way we make them and at least um, accountable to ourselves on, on what we're doing. We've sort of talked about success and, and touched upon, you know, limitless and what that means to you all. There's been, I guess, Yes, constraints or limitations or, or barriers to some of the successes you've achieved in, in all of your careers. Can you describe some of the limitations you faced as, as an individual, um, as a professional? And how, what was the tipping point? What was the moment you thought, I'm going to jump this barrier or I'm going to overcome this problem? And, and how, did, how did that take place? Let's start with Sophia. You know, I, I don't know that I thought about it in that way when I was in the moment. And I, I've many times done things where I stuck out or where I was different, either because I was the only woman or one of few women or because I was a foreigner. And, and I've um, been used to having that outsider role. I, I think the one thing that I've learned in the last few years working at Google has been the importance of inclusion to be able to get the best out of people. And, and it is a, um, I mean, when you feel really included, you're just more relaxed and can do work and, and you know, you can take risks, you can work to the fullest of your ability. And, and there's certainly been times in my career when I look back today where I have not felt like I was fully included and 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 I don't think I realized it at the time but but looking back there are situations where just might have been a better choice to leave and go do something different so so you know if I I have um lesser tolerance today to non-inclusive environments and environments that don't you know, don't allow everyone to to participate. You know, contribute to the best of their ability because they're not inclusive. So, I, I think that's the biggest change. Luckily, I think we see uh, more and more companies and and more and more countries, for that matter, being aware of these issues. But but um, I'm sure I'll have other experiences where I'll have to reflect whether. 
it is something I want to be part of or something I will choose not to engage in because I, uh, I you know, I, I, you always need to assess when you're an, in a sense, an outsider or a different if you're, if you're really being set up for success. Yeah, fantastic. Great message. Maria, how about yourself? What are some of the limitations you faced and, and what was the tipping point to achieving or going past those limitations? Yeah. So, so I think uh, uh, in your career and, um, you know, what I think sometimes can push you back, uh, a lot of times it's, it's, it's not about others. It's really about, about yourself and yourself trying to, to, you know, trying to fit into what others think that you should be doing or trying to, you know, I think what can limit you is trying to match other expectations. Right. And I think for me, it's, um, you know, I think once you, you, you have that confidence that, uh, you know, that's, it's up to you to set up your expectations and up to you to set up your, your, uh, your objectives. And that does not necessarily need to, to match what others expect from you. I think that's, that's really when, when you truly unlock your, your potential, right? So you don't, you stop caring about what others think or what others expect, uh, where do they see you fit? But, um, when you start to think about where you want to fit and what you exactly want to, to do and, and achieve. And definitely that's been, a um, what has been important, uh, during my career, it's not trying to try to understand what others expect from me, from me, but trying myself to, to be clear about what I want for myself and what I want for, for my career and, and having the confidence to go after those, uh, having the confidence to go after those, uh, those, uh, those objectives. So thinking more about what you want to achieve and, uh, how can you leverage, um, you know, the people you work with to achieve those goals and less about trying to match what, uh, what others expect from you. That's, that's one of the, let's say the most meaningful realizations around during my career. And that I think it's, um, comes as part of your growth <laughs> during your develop your personal and professional development. Mm, of course, of course. Hi, Isabella, about yourself, limitations and actions against them. Yeah, so the greatest limitations I have faced in my professional career um, came from people uh, when they told me what I can't do. It took me some years, and the tipping point was when uh, the frustration and the disappointment uh, turned to motivation and energy to prove them that I, they were wrong. Now, I, I'm, I actually welcome those people and this kind of doubt, because I know they are, um, can be really challenging and inspiring. And um, I'm, I'm happy I have changed my perception on this aspect. Mm. A, a challenging one, I guess, to, uh, to, to come up against, yeah, for sure. Tade, how about yourself? Limitations and uh, overcoming them? Yep. So I think that the kind of most challenging barriers or limitations that I had in my career was when I was in investment banking and kind of similar to what others have said, being um, the only woman often in the room, being possibly the youngest person in the room. And I think almost every time being the only black woman um, in the room, particularly in a client facing role where I was in the front office, not kind of hidden away um, in the background. And, and being told that statistically you're going to leave by the time you're an associate or statistically you're going to move into a middle office, you're not going to, to thrive kind of representing the bank and the brand 
um, with these types of clients um, here here in Europe. Um, and so I found myself kind of early on almost in a little bit of an identity class where I, I was becoming somebody else um, to try and fit the mold and, and convince people that, okay, I'll be more like what you want me to look like and talk like uh, in order to succeed. Um, and then eventually it was in speaking to a mentor of mine who was um, another black woman in the Frankfurt office. And she said to me, people are going to remember you because you're the only black woman. Why don't you give them something to remember you for? Um, and then I already thought to myself, this is, this is so true. Um, in that I already stand out. Uh, why don't I stand out for all of the right reasons? And from simple things, like I, I was always in very bright colors and patterns. I think that's the Nigerian in me in a sea of blues and black suits and, and sweaters, right? And embracing that in the meetings and speaking up and demonstrating to them just how much of an asset I truly am for the business, right? Um, and convincing them, proving to them that I'm a rock star, I have a right to be here, um, and I can help move this business forward with our clients um, in this role. And, and through that, more and more opportunities were, were given to me. It was very much a meritocratic organization, um, and I continued to do well and continue to do well. Um, and so I just felt like if it was a, a combination of what I saw when I got there, kind of being a little bit weak or having that mental barrier, like was said earlier, and then really align myself to break through that and, and course correct and, and succeed. Um, so that was definitely kind of a, a key experience of mine earlier on in my career. Sure. Wow. It's, uh, yeah, statistically you will fail. That really stood out to me. That's uh, a challenging thing to hear, I guess. Fantastic for overcoming that. There's also good things with being an outsider. And there, there, there's also, you know, being, if you take a gender perspective, there's, it also gives you a certain freedom to be different. So uh, I think when you look at these issues, it's also important to recognize what you get and that you have also a license to be different and, and you can use that, but, but also to understand the dynamics of what you don't get. Sure. Who have we got next? We've got Kiara, I guess. The limitations and overcoming them. I think again, everyone and surely every young woman, but probably today every young man as well, face situation where the comments were just continuous and uh, the criticism was continuous. And it's very easy to find yourself in a situation where you're either too young or not young enough. You have too many children or no, you don't have children enough. You have uh, too much of a social life or not enough of a social life. You're too fat or too thin. You're too ugly or too beautiful, etc., etc. And maybe one of the advantages that all of us share in this panel is the fact that since we've been working in different environments and in different countries and in different cultures, we found ourselves receiving contradictory injunction all the time. And so that maybe has been a bit of a, of a help because once everyone tells you something, but then it's enough to, to cross a border to hear exactly the opposite comment, well, then constraints don't make that much sense anymore. Well, very powerful. Thank you for sharing. Very insightful. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Thank you very much. We're talking about sort of skills and, and what people can do to, you know, help sort of achieve things in their career and help move above limitations and constraints. I mean, I, I read an article that, you know, UNICEF is partnering with health sectors and education sectors and, and you know, 
talking about what sort of how people can become better leaders and better innovators and better entrepreneurs. What are some of the most meaningful skills young women can learn today to help them achieve their ambitions? Maria, we'll start with you. Um, so I think I think uh, one of the most important skills, and I think I I, I've, I think it has been a common thread over over my different uh, during my different answers. It's it's about confidence, and I think uh, you build confidence by having the right uh, the right basis. For example, education very important to make sure you have the right tools to use. Um, definitely having uh, having the right examples uh, and the right mentorship to be a driving force in this process and to 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 be able to navigate uh, a world that very often it's um, it's still pretty much dominated by men on on different fronts um, i think definitely over the last years and and you know there has been a tremendous progress and you know myself being uh, still early on my career I, I feel that i have a few different role models to to look at but definitely um making sure that um, that that uh, young women have are able to, to build the right confidence that really allow you to know um, what is what is now what is now possible um, I think in that in very different professional fronts there's still a strong dominance of certain certain profiles and stereotypes but I, I, I feel there's um, there's the will and there's the positive dynamics uh, to change uh, of change in those in those fronts sure. No, great feedback. Actually, our last episode, we talked about coaching and mentoring. So, yeah, for sure. You know, it really helps to have someone to, to talk to and, and discuss and help promote, uh, you know, the, the things we're thinking and, and the opportunities we get. Uh, Kiara, how about you for, you know, some of the skills that uh, young women could learn today? Really, I would like to say whatever they want. Partially is really the fact of just allowing women not, to, and particularly young women, the ones who are studying today and entering into the world that in a lot of aspects is much better than the one I entered 30 years ago. Just allowing them to experiment and to learn what they want, what they think is important without burdening them necessarily with aspects that might have been useful or problematic, but maybe are not as relevant and uh, today for them. For sure. Another great message. I sound like I'm repeating myself every time, but yeah, many amazing pieces of advice here. Tade. Um, so I was actually going to say confidence, um, which has been said already, because I think that's so important. Um, to add to that, I would also um, say grit. Uh, this fantastic book I read a couple years ago, and just really the power of perseverance and resilience. And I think that young women or just young people right now, there's a lot of ambition and drive to do things, but there's also the feeling of achieving success immediately um, and kind of taking a moment to realize that things take longer, but you have to be resilient and persevere and try, try, try again, wait, try again some more. Um, and really kind of practicing that, whether it's at home or in, in your education or in your own business or, or in the corporate world. Um, I think that it's so, it's so important right now, just given that on-demand kind of instant gratification culture that we're living in versus what success, what it takes to actually achieve success. You hear the comment all the time, you know, success overnight, but realistically that generally doesn't happen. I think we'd all love it to happen, but realistically it doesn't. Uh, Isabella? The only thing I would add, I think, because all the ladies covered the main important skills, uh, I would say curiosity, 
being having high appetite for new learning and um, open-mindedness. I mean, you know, we 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 are citizens of the world, so uh, there are a lot of things to learn out there. And one of the most important, uh, yet difficult, I I would say, common sense as well. It's sure. Yeah, it's kind of really fine in our days. Mm, for sure. Yep. Completely agree. And finally, Sophia, what skills would you suggest? You know, we always talk about what skills women or or uh, other marginalized group has to to learn to succeed. And I think you know, ever since I I myself studied, there was all this talk about you know we need to get more women in STEM, we need to give educational opportunities um, in an inclusive way. But but I think it's important when we look at at this issue of really creative, inclusive companies, yes, it's about the skills that you need to have coming in as a woman or a person of color, but it's also the skills, the demands we need to put on companies of how we act as leaders or uh, how we ask, act as, as colleagues to make sure that, that people get to use those skills and be, um, be able to sort of fully live their careers. Because, you know, looking back, I think sometimes we – we look to women uh, to solve for gender issues, or we look for for, for black plus community or, or or the Hispanic and Asian communities to to solve for issues of, of race. But but I, I I think it's important that we look at these issues is that it's actually all of our responsibility, and that you need to think about your you know your allyship and when are you. Um, an insider who can help other people succeed, and when are you, you know, how, how do we how do we support these young women through skills? But how do we also create environments where we're actually allowing them to succeed? Because for many many years we've had seen girls and women in different communities have excellent school results, but then not succeeding in the professional workplace. And I'm not sure we can put that that on on the women um and and we need to be a little critical of uh, our roles for sure i like that message there that you know this isn't an issue for the individual to solve themselves it's a group it's a society issue that we all need to collectively pull together and, and work together to find ways to to include all Right, so we'll kick off with quick five questions. Kiara, maybe, yeah, what one tip can you offer to help build a more inclusive and diverse workplace? Yeah, I go back to what we said before. It's about the environment being able to welcome all the amazing talent uh, rather than the specific people having to, to build them themselves. And I think the role we have as managers is absolutely essential in that. Maria, I'll hit you next for maybe following up on some of the questions we've already covered, but one piece of advice you give our listeners to help break through the barriers and become limitless themselves. I think to become limitless, don't don't put yourself and don't try don't allow others to put yourself um, inside a, inside a specific box. Uh, really try to carve your own path and have the confidence and the will to achieve what what you want for your career. Don't 
Uh, don't let others define what what you want to achieve. Try to define yourself the path, and don't don't think that uh, you have to go through all these paths by by yourself. I think being able to network, being able to find the right collaborators, um, mentors. I think it's uh, it's it's it helps the journey to to go to go smoother um, and 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 maximize the chances of success. Isabella, uh, what insights can you offer? Uh, women and other women looking to advance their careers? Um, network with people. Keep an open mind attitude. Remain curious, compassionate, strong, and empathetic. Uh, Tade, why are you optimistic about the future of women in business? I feel like this is the hardest question. Oh, um, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Um, lots to be optimistic about. I mean, I know that there's lots yet to be achieved, but at the same time, I think, especially with COVID, one of the few um, silver linings was the men finally got a taste of what it was like that the women were dealing with balancing work and home. Um, and so positives have come from that from organizations. Uh, we've seen lots of female founders, female-led um, IPOs, lots of money from VCs going into female businesses. So I think that it's, it's exciting times for women. Um, and if we can all find an, a chance or an opportunity to jump on board that train, um, especially if we have ideas and we're looking for that fuel, I think now is really the time. So lots to be excited about. Sure, for sure. Completely agree. Finally, we've got Sophia. With uh, When you look for inspiration, is there anything you can recommend, sources or resources, um, people we can follow or read about or watch? Um, to sort of talk about or help us in this topic? I tend to be pretty skeptical of, of, of business books, but I do, I've had two experiences recently that I, actually I mentioned three things that, that have inspired me. One was an article by a, a Danish woman called Merida Wildsborg that's um, appeared recently uh, in Harvard Business Review that was called How to Lead When Your Team is Exhausted and You Are Exhausted Too. I don't remember, remember the exact title, but but very much brought on by COVID, this idea of understanding what happens in a team when we've been through an exceptional situation that we have. So I'd highly recommend that. I've, I, I also had the pleasure of attending a... Um, a lecture with Francis Frey and Anne Morris around the intersection between trust and, and leadership. I think it can be found on, on YouTube, but it, but it was really thinking about how trust, building trust and the, the, the different tools you have, your authenticity or your logic or your uh, I don't remember the third one actually, but 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 I found that hugely inspirational. It made me think differently about some things that I do. And then I, I there was this book I read years ago that I uh, I found hugely inspirational. It's a book about by a woman named Herminia Ibarra from INSEAD that's called Working Identity, which is about um, career change and and really exploring. Uh, why you make the choices you do when you um, decide on a career and when, when you decide to to shift careers. So. Yeah, great. Okay, I'll put them in the notes so people can follow them up. Right, unfortunately, we've run out of time. So uh, I have to thank you all very much for the amazing insights you've given. I found it really insightful and I'm sure our listeners will too. 
all that's left for me to do is wish you all the best in your own careers. And I hope you continue to have the many successes that you've achieved to date. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you all. And thank to all of you. Thank you for listening to this episode of In The Know. If you want to know more about today's career development and leadership topics, head online to www.inthenow.insead.edu forward slash podcast. To discover more about any of INSEAD's degree programs, head to 